Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Attacking Scrums preview of the Six Nations. So excited about the tournament coming up. In fact, co-host Dan Killick is so excited about the Six Nations, he's resorted to sending me Alan Partridge-style voice notes uh, at basically any given interval. Here's uh, here's a little example of of what he's been up to today. Have a listen for yourself. Jed and Dan's battle off for who's 10. We're in different camps on 15 as well. And don't get me started on the back row. Jets from Gladiators to host a Millennium Barn dance at Yeovil Aerodrome. Jed will breeze this one. Can't wait. Bouncing. Bouncing already. Properly pleased. It must not, repeat not, turn into an all-night rave. Loose heads, another big decision as well for this French game. Thanks for the heads up. Going to be with you in about seven minutes. All right. Cheers, mate. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast where Welsh rugby matters. Six Nations fever is upon us and in this jam-packed episode we'll be previewing the tournament with a team-by-team guide. Me and Dan will also be selecting our Wales side for that crucial opener against France. Plus we'll also have a quick round-up of Pro 14 action as well. Before we do that, quick word for our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. As we say, make sure you do head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk if you're a coffee lover and get your hands on some fantastic coffee such as a 1984 Front 5 and Blend 10 varieties. A man who's uh, got the ability to, to enjoy a cup of coffee with us today because we're not doing this in the middle of the night is Dan Kirk. How are you, Dan? Yeah, very good. 
Very good, Jed. I, on a scale of one to excited, how excited are you about? I reckon I'm about a seven point five at the moment. So, is that it? Yeah, ah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I can't let myself go too early. Judging by the fifteen That's Alan Partridge style voice notes you've left me today, I thought, I, I thought it'd be more than that. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, I was a nine. Yeah, I'm, I'm nine expecting you to go full kill it no, brought, at some point yeah, during the week. I brought myself back down. Um, things can change very, very quickly with me, though, as you know. So they <laughs> can, and uh, yeah, well, God whatever it is like five days by the time you're listening to this we'll be into the week of of the six nations itself that friday night fixture where are you going to be watching that well oh, <laughs> negotiations still ongoing huh? they are yeah yeah um got to work to our end of year work to which i cannot get out of this one i've been oh, thinking time of, for a new job yeah pretty much i think i've been thinking of every you know what what, what i can possibly come up with but um yeah it's not possible so i'm gonna be away from the phone and then coming back afterwards and watching it fair enough yeah this it's difficult though because it's not like it's not like the odd game where you're trying to avoid the the you know the zebra versus cardiff score and there's no one likely to yeah. to tell you that it's a bit more difficult That's it. it's our end of year one as well oh. and uh, someone you know was, you know everyone knows that i like the rugby so someone's yeah. bound to pop up aren't they and uh, say oh, something but yeah i might have it might have to have a little uh a little sort of badge on me saying, you know, do not mention anything about the score. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a difficult one. Where are you going to be? Steer, steer clear of a uh, regular contributor, Craig Muncy, if you can, because he has an ability to he has an ability to blow uh, to blow the score. I, I haven't decided yet. I'm not sure, but yeah, I've got Friday Friday evening free. Might just watch it here. I don't know. It's do one of them. Watching it in, in yeah, the home or when it's Six Nations, I do like comms on. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I like to be able to. You know, get a beer at my own leisure, and this is a bit snobby as well. But sometimes it drives me a bit mad when it's fans who don't know the rules of the game in the pub start shouting stuff, and I don't want to get into that whole debate of you know, like people have a go at the the Daffodil Hat wearing. Who's a bigger fan? Yeah, Pink Cowboy Brigade, and that doesn't bother me if you know, you know, if you know the the rules of the game, it's fine. But it, it just gets on my nerves a bit in the pub when someone's shouting something strange. Uh, so I don't know. I'll probably I'll probably watch it here or find somewhere with a bit more of a, a knowledgeable crowd. I think. Yeah, it's a big game, isn't it? That Friday night game. It is, and Again, I don't like I don't like Friday night never games. Never like No, I don't. I'd like it'd be fine if it was. Um, you know, if it was the the Scotland Italy game, I'd be well up for that. But Friday night, great. It's just it, it annoys me. It upsets my my match day routines when uh, when Wales are playing on Friday night. But anyway, at least you've got time to go to the bookies. Oh, I do it all online anyway, you know that. <laughs> so usually the first part of the show is fact or fiction, but we're shuffling the pack tonight and we're going to start with a quick review of the Pro 14. Some interesting games out there, Dan. Uh, we're going to start with Cardiff, if that's all right with you. How mm. important a win was that for them? That's a huge win, mm. isn't it? really enjoyed that that game because um, it it's a sort of it's an unusual weekend, isn't it, mm. for the Pro 14, but a but an important one. Cardiff Blues needed that win, and they oh, got yeah. it. They re- it was a really sort of hard fought. Wasn't it was one for the purists, I'd say. Really, yeah. Um, there were a couple of moments of brilliance, but all in all, it was just a, a an out and out battle. Um, Owen Lane's try will live long in the memory as a moment of brilliance. Yeah, it? I mean, yeah, Lloyd had a you know the the, the foresight to. To just poke his head up, go right. He he, he made that. It was a, yeah, it was it was a great a, try. It was a gift. Well, he, I know, oh, was, no, 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 I don't know. I mean, great finish though as he, well. He did finish it well, but Lloyd did all the hard work. I thought 
to be fair to Lloyd, he had an outstanding game. He was he was very very good. Technically. You, you always say that though. Well, no, no he was, you can see the difference. He was technically great, and they, he did a lot of stuff that maybe went under the radar as well. He set the defence. He stopped he stopped the uh, stopped the Connor boys from from getting any width at times as well, mm. bringing it back in towards the forwards. I thought he had a, a big game. And kicking as well is difficult on in conditions like yeah. that. You know, just, we saw in the Dragons game as well, it was proper January. South Wales weather, so a real difficult one, and the ability to kick off both feet in a game like that is it's a big help. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, yeah, it was a really, really enjoyable. Um, I thought Shane Lewis Hughes had mm. a, had a, yeah, he's a good, good, good player, good six. Yeah, an old old fashioned six, isn't he? Abrasive. Yeah, I quite like. You know, I quite uh, like the. Uh, you know, because it's such a trend in for for players to. I guess be more of like a hybrid six seven, you know, where you you have to have that ability to turn the ball over and stuff. And I'm sure I'm sure that'll come. But you're right, he does a lot of the grunt, doesn't he? Which I quite like. Yeah, he he tackled tackled hard and he held up a lot of people, drove them back. Yeah, he had a big he had a big game. Um, but yeah, it, it it means that there's there's still an opportunity to to make those playoffs. You know, there's I'll, I'll just dig up the table now. Yeah, but in that, that uh, in that conference, you've got. The Ospreys on 38, Connacht on 38, Cardiff Blues on 36, and the Cheetahs on 31. Yeah, Zebra comfortably out of it, and Glasgow and Munster are kind of uh, yeah, fairly, fairly far clear at the top of that. But it yeah. makes it makes it very, very interesting now. Whereas obviously you'd have had that big swing because yeah. Connacht are directly above them as well. So yeah, if that was a loss, point. it would have that would have been the end of it. Really, I would have said, wouldn't it? So um, yeah, really important win in difficult conditions. Mm. And yeah, it's it's on now. Dragons moving in the right direction as well. Do you oh. think? Did you did you see that game? Yeah, it was. Um... Yeah, it was gutting actually. But at the same time, I thought you know defensively they were so resolute and big performance. It was a big performance defensively. Again, you know horrific conditions, proper Rodney Parade yeah. weather that. And you know the pitch. You know the pitch is so much better than it used to be, but it was very very slippery out there. And but you know there's some real big positive, way more positives than negatives coming out of that game for me. I thought Josh Lewis's kicking game was superb. In, Tac- do you think tactics were, were spot on? I then think really, they were yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, and I'm not high balls. You know, I'm not a big fan of the kicking game, but you, you've got to on a get on a day like that. And I think what you saw was yeah. So Josh Lewis, I thought did that stuff really really well. I also thought Jordan Williams had a good game, a good kicking game. We all you know we all want to see mm. him running, but. You forget he played a lot of rugby at outside half when he was when he was younger. So he's got a very good kicking game about him, and that made life difficult. And it kept him in the game. So yeah, it's a, it was a disappointing one, and it, it could have very easily gone the other way. You know, you had to feel for Josh Lewis when he took that penalty, and the wind just whipped up just as he took it, and you know, and, and swung it wide. So a difficult one, but you know, Kerry Jones has done a really good job yeah, since he's taken over, and. And whatever happens, you know, whoever comes in as the new top man, he's got to be retained somewhere in the region because he's he's doing a really really good job at the you moment. You could see the circumstances. Yeah, agreed. You could see the game plan that he'd Im- he'd implemented and talked to them about having mm. a you know a game plan for that, and it wasn't it wasn't pretty, but it was exactly the right thing to do, and that's what we didn't see at times, wasn't yeah. it? Um, you know, under under the previous regime. Yeah. They all knew they were all singing from the same hymn sheet. Oh, they were undoubtedly. They, yeah, there was and there was a game plan. It might not have been the prettiest, but it was competitive. It was one that was 
that was devised to win, wasn't it? Mm. And, and, and obviously it's not a first string monster side, but at the same time, you know, Dragon Squad is a lot lighter and you're also missing the the internationals from within that setup. So you're missing Wainwright and Hill and Brown and D. These players not in the not in the side. So, you know, you've uh, Amos as well. It's um it was encouraging, I think, in yeah. that regard. Yeah, they'll take they'll take a lot from that. It's just disappointing, isn't it? The, just fairly cruel. And a similar story for Scarlets, really, in what was an interesting game. You know, swung yeah. one way, then the other. And, uh, yeah, I think they're, show, are they're showing signs of getting back to their previous form. Yeah, they are. They're, they're, coming, they're coming back into it, aren't they? I thought the first half for the Scarlets, they had a lot of possession. Just They just didn't. They just didn't convert any of the any of the possession into points, and you kind of knew. I kind of knew yeah. from that point that it what it just wasn't going to be. Mm. Um, but again, some big performances from you know from Dan Dan Davis, Dan Davis Kieran Kieran at nine. Just Kieran, is it? Kieran Hardy at nine. Kieran Hardy at nine. Yeah, uh, yeah he was great. He just looks like a carbon he copy of Gareth Davis. Yeah, doesn't he does. He. I think those support lines he runs, he, it looks like oh, he he's, he's, he's learned them yeah. off off Gareth Davis, sniping. Yeah, um, but he's he's got good service on him. He's he's a real prospect. Yeah, actually. there's a couple a couple of couple of good guys again coming through, isn't there? Mm. So uh, it was a good it was a good performance, but should have won it. Should have won. Hundred yeah, percent. Should have won. If you look at you know Dan Jones missed a, a pretty mm. easy penalty, and Paul Asquith scored a try. <laughs> How good is Paul Asquith? He's like? he's great, but he, I mean he's he's going to still be kicking himself about that. It's a really difficult one I to know, judge because yeah. did he do everything right? It's just that grass is so thick yeah. and lush that he just got stuck in it, yeah. and <laughs> you know uh, it, it's easy to look back on it, but I don't think he would have envisaged that that happening. Oh, they'll be. But, but yeah, they should, they should have won that game. They yeah. definitely should. It was and a funny weekend, wasn't it, for the for the for the Welsh regions? Really, it was. Let's round up then with the Ospreys. A dire game. They still, as we said, have a chance of of making the playoffs. Do you think they'll make it? Who will get that that third spot? It's safe to assume that the Glasgow and Munster are going to get uh, are going to get there with that one playoff spot. Yeah, remaining. I feel it's within it's within the Ospreys. So I, I, I mean, it was a poor it was a poor game, wasn't it that mm. one? But I mean, the thing is, they don't help themselves when you play such a kicking game and you come out on the losing side, you're really open for, for criticism. But will it get them that third playoff spot? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it does. Really? Actually. Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't massively surprise me. I just feel that they, uh, they could well get that. See, I think Cardiff might be coming into form at the right time. And I think they're probably, the way they play suits it suits kind of uh, March, April the weather more than weather, yeah. more than uh, this time of the year. I think so. I don't know. I would I would think that I'd fancy Cardiff for that one. Um, I, I don't know. I just think Osprey's kind of don't look like they've got a, a plan B at the moment. I would so. like I would like the, the the I'd like the Cardiff Blues to to be. Because you're secretly a Cardiff Blues fan. No, aren't you? no, no. I just think that they're. Um, why is it always though? You text me. Oh, yeah, I'm watching the Cardiff game. I'm watching the Cardiff game. It's just, it's just always just tends to be on. Yeah, mm. the the, the, times, the right time for you. The times work for me. Yeah, um, I'm really enjoying watching. You know what? It's fascinating, isn't it? Watching mm. how they're how they how they're going at the moment. They are frustrating mm. because they can be utterly brilliant or poor. Um, but now they're starting to find a little bit of mid. They're, they're starting mm. to to find a bit of middle ground and. Um, I'm still not sure I've got an answer out of you here, though, as to who makes that spot. Do you think it will be the Ospreys? Do you think it will be Connacht? Do you think it will be 
Cardiff Blues. I'm going to go with the Ospreys, yeah. Right. I, I, I can't really say why, okay. but I'm going with the Ospreys, yeah. All right, well, that yeah, that wraps You're up. You're going with Blues? I think Blues, yeah. Uh, that will probably be conic now after all that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Right, that wraps up the uh, the Pro 14 review. Of course, we'll be talking about Pro 14 rugby alongside all the internationals, but expect Six Nations to take centre stage from here on in. And that's what's going to be happening in the second half of the show when we do our team-by-team preview and we'll also be picking our selection if we were in charge, God forbid, of selecting the Welsh side for that game against France. So all that is coming up after this quick break. Time now for our Six Nations preview. Right, here's the way it's going to work, Dan. For each of the sides, we are going to be picking a key player. So someone from each team that's that's kind of the, the rock of their side, someone who's going to be really, really important. One to watch, someone you're excited about watching. Could be a flair player. It could be just someone you think is a um, is going to be an interesting interesting player to, to keep your eyes on during the tournament. And the strengths and weaknesses of each side. And then a predicted finish as well so what we expect to happen which side do you want to start with Either you can you can have the you can have the choice Dan oh, should we go with let's have a look um, let's go with France should we oh okay right let's, yeah let's go with France uh, do you want to start with key player absolutely not alright no, no, oh go on then go, come on, on. go on I'll take it back yeah okay uh, well I only thought you might want to go first because it's, it's easier to go first isn't it because yeah. we pick the same ones so. yeah um, yeah it'd be interesting to see who you come up with okay I've gone for Guillaume Garrado the skipper I've, I've got him down but because I thought you might have him down oh go on I've gone with uh, Wesley Fofana Wesley Fofana oh, okay really lovely interesting. player yeah I, I thought about putting him in as my as my one to watch because he's yeah. just uh, he's so, he's such an elegant runner isn't he for Fano he's like he drifts yeah he's, drifts he's gifted isn't he and uh, yeah he he's always an exciting player to watch but your yeah you yours is right with Gerard I mean he, he's the he makes some tick doesn't he he's just I think you know he is Mr. He's France a, he is a fantastic leader he's a really good captain for them uh, he's exactly what you want from a modern hooker you know he's He's tough and uh, he can he can scrummage, but his mobility around the park is absolutely so well, fantastic. Um, you know, the, it helps them a good steady presence around line out time. So yeah, I I think he's he's the one. And this kind of almost brings me on to their to their weakness really, and that's that it's perhaps not the most experienced French squad in the world. You know, I think if you were to look back over those uh, those squads of old you know going back to the time when they were much more prolific in the tournament and you had people like Betson and Pelouse and Galtier and these players who had you know even before that you had Seller and these players who had Benazi Benazi yeah had huge amounts of caps and huge amount of experience and I think that's perhaps what this squad is lacking a little bit could that could it be a strength though as well could well be so I've I've put with that that for their strength I know we're chopping and changing here a bit but for their strength, I think it is the way that some of their young talent has been has been kind of fast tracked into the into from the under twenties from that under twenty yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, world champions there, some very exciting prospects. One of whom I've got as my as my one to watch. You know, I think that's exciting for them. The the kind of crop of youngsters, 
But then also, I think, uh, <laughs> I think, um, we're just, we got to, we're just having a chuckle here because you, yeah, you've got we've to, gone for the same one. Yeah, we've got the same, <laughs> the same one to watch. But so yeah, I, I think that's very exciting for them. The other strength I would say is, uh, I think if you were to look at a side like Toulouse and the way that they're playing, really exciting traditional champagne rugby. I think that's something that that the French national squad can can take encouragement from and go, yeah, you know, we've got the players. And that, again, I think you look at um, someone like, yeah, Thomas Ramos, who's the, uh, the, the fullback from Toulouse. He's in the squad. Yeah. I'd like to see him get some game time. Ideally not against Wales, but I think, you know, again, those, those kind of exciting Crawford players, your boy, Untermach at, at 10 or in yeah. the centre, you know, exciting young <clears throat> flair players. Who, who's the one to watch then that you've gone for? Well, obviously, have you, know, have you gone for a key man first? Um, who did you Who did you go for? Well, I, I went for uh, Wesley. Yeah, yeah, sorry, did, yeah. Obviously, Gerardo, we've, we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my one to watch is obviously mentioned um, Roman Intermac yeah. last week, so I've I've changed it up and gone for Demba Bamba. Yeah, um, which is another one in that under twenty squad. Yeah, um, you know, good guy in the front row. So they've got they've got quite a few players, haven't they, to for us to watch out. Yeah. Um, Unknown. Well, they're, gonna, they're unknown on the at this level, but I think it's great that the French. We want to see a really good, a really strong French side, don't we? Coming yeah. back into the fold because it makes the tournament so much better. It does. It'll be intriguing to see how much game time the youngsters get, because as I've said, I, I think that for as French sides go, there's a, a bit of a lack of experience versus what they've traditionally had. Uh, but you know, there, there's some really exciting young talent in there. Um, did I have a backup one to watch? No, I did not. So you've uh, you've stolen that one off me. But maybe, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, Roman and Samak will get a bit of uh, a bit of game time yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting one for France because uh, you know you you kind of do need a, a strong French side, and they have no doubt about it underperformed. Uh, anything else you want to add to the strengths and weaknesses there? No, I think for the the weaknesses would be you know typically fitness. Then mm. they're not the fittest of sides. Um, organ- I suppose organization. I think they're not as organised mm. as as certainly we should we will be, Ireland will be, England will be, mm. um, and then the Italy, you know Italy, you know, you know we'll have to see. But they're yeah. not, yeah. So they're you know, the the way in which they're coached. I think, you know, we 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 got to be confident going out there, haven't we? But they'll um, let's hope that we see a strong French side coming through. I think oh, it'll be right. one 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 season, but it's probably a couple of seasons too early though. Okay, prediction. Where do you where do you think they'll finish up on the table? I think they'll finish up. What are we probably looking at? Fourth, I'm going to go for. All right. Yeah. Okay, who do you want to go to next? Which side? Should we go to England? Let's go to England. Cool. Key man, you can go first this time. Oh, again. <laughs> so, key player I'm going for is Tom Curry. Interesting. Okay. Um, often, for, for me, their back row. As hasn't quite worked out. Obviously, Underhill looked as if well, I think we were all had our head heads in our our hand our, our head in our hands when uh, when we knew Underhill was going yeah. was going to be playing for England, and he did he did seem to be the real deal for yeah, them. Yeah. Obviously, he's out now. Um, Curry's there. Stats are great in the in the English Prem, aren't they? And I think he'll be certainly if he can do what he does week in week out at club level. Yeah. Then he's gonna. He, he could be. He could be the answer for them because they've got. They've got an amazing squad. Mm. They've just 
couple of key positions that they just don't get right. Yeah, that's really interesting, actually, and yeah, that's a that's a really good choice. I've gone, I've gone for Billy Vanapola with this one, with him being back. Yeah, and I think that they're just a different side when he plays. I really do. Mm-hmm. He is that one complete truly world-class player in there and you know there's there are others you know I think Owen Farrell's probably at that level as well but Vunapola really does make them tick yeah. and the ability to get over the gain line read a really interesting article this week from Ali Stokes though who was suggesting that perhaps England need to utilise Vunapola in a different way realise that you know what talent they've got there and not just turn him into the eight that you know every time he's just going to be smashing through and they're, they're always looking to him. And if you remember, but you know, you will remember, but back in the the early 2000s, Wales got into that same pattern with Scott Quinnell and it was just every time they looked to him to, to get over the game line and to make a break. And it was kind of a bit of a sad demise because there was just such an over-reliance on him. Um, so I wonder whether that is something that Eddie Jones is going gonna, is gonna to take on board. But... Like I've just said, you know, I think he's he's been so crucial. I think they look at a, a better, you know, a much better side when he plays. Yeah, yeah, it's um, they do look a lot more dangerous when he is there. But it's an, that's an interesting point, actually, isn't it? Yeah, he, does he need to do more in other areas? Mm. Okay, one to watch. Who who's the most exciting player? Play you're most excited to see from within yeah, that side. Yeah, I've got a few a few players that I'm going to have to mm-hmm. mention here, um, and then then decide on. But I've I've got Manu just because it's 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 Manu Tuolangi. I mean, he's he's and it's it's been so rare for them to have Tuolangi there there. You know, available. it's just been so played with injury over the last six six years really yeah I think depending on who he's playing against he is also he can also be identified as a weakness really yeah because of the way in which he defends um, you know I think you know Jonathan being Jonathan you know he would be able to outsmart him and you can turn him um, but if he's playing against certain international sides then I think he'll be absolutely fine yeah. and he's still even though you know there are a few weaknesses there his strengths are you know they're bloody difficult to stop. I mean, we um, saw it against uh, against the Scarlets at the start of the Heineken Cup. Him and Ford combining to just absolutely blitz uh, the the Scarlets' defence and, and smash through it time and time again. And again, you know, when they get into that 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 mould, and when he's playing like that, he's a very very hard yeah. man to stop. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So he's 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 in there. Slade for me is. Yeah. Uh, I love the way in which the way in which he plays. Um, and I do think he bring a different a different dynamic to that backline. He's a classy operator, isn't he? He's got a you know a lovely, lovely passing game, great kicking yeah. game because of his you know again the time he spent at outside half. Yeah. Nice, nice footwork. He's yeah, he's a real classy centre. So composed, isn't he? And yeah, there's just there's something about him that just looks different. Mm. Um, and then Ben Youngs, I think. Um, I think the night. No one gets excited about watching Ben Youngs. Not Ben not, Youngs doesn't get excited about watching Ben Youngs. Not not excited, but I think the nine. The nine's going to be an interesting one for mm. them. Um, I really do think that that that's going to be an interesting position for England. But I'm I'm out of those three. I'm, I'm going for Slade. Yeah, that's a good who, choice. Who are you? Uh, I'm going to get Jack Knoll. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think at seven. Yeah, <laughs> not at seven. I I just think that they they'd be mad not to to pick him. And actually, I I, I imagine they're probably going to go with Daly at fifteen. 
But they could do a lot worse than pick Jack Noel, Noel there. You know, get plenty of time. His position is good. Get plenty of time under the under the high ball. He's just a really solid player um, in the positional stakes, and he's got bags of pace, great step, strong. I, I'm a really big fan of his, and he's a. Uh, I think what Eddie was kind of getting at. I think it's you know like we said last week. I think it's more mind games to try and take the the attention away from players and onto him. But he, you know, he does possess a really good all-round game. You know, he would be equally as comfortable on the wing at full-back in the centre, and he is that kind of player who's very, very strong and you know can win you a bonus turnover. So, uh, yeah, he'd be the one I would select. Strengths and weaknesses, then quickly to finish. Strengths of England, I think they're going to bring they're going to bring a power game, aren't they? Mm. Really, by the by the looks of yeah. the looks of what they are. And then if they can get, the key thing for them is if they can get the breakdown sorted, mm. they'll be able to whip that ball away. And they got genuine pace. Um, I think that's why they looked so improved over the autumn yeah. was the balance in the back row. You know, they weren't playing six and a half. So I think having Underhill made a massive difference. We said on last week, I think Wilson made a fantastic step up. He and did. looked great. Yeah. And yeah, I think you're right. If, if Curry slots into that uh, open side, then you've got, a much better balance there because the breakdown is what exposed them last year. France and France and Scotland took them apart in that regard. And that's and that's what they're going to have to they're going to have to sort of sort out again, aren't they? Yeah. This because the rest of you know the rest they're going to be they're mm. going to be you know the the equal of or, or better really than a lot of sides. So I think it comes down to that. If they got that right, we could be looking at England winning it. Where will they finish? Gosh, tough, isn't it? Where will England finish? I've got a horrible feeling they might well do it. Oh, that is. Um, so that's doomsday scenario, I'm afraid. Um, right, who do you want to talk about next? <laughs> we're not. We're not. I'm not. You, that's it. Is it? I'm not. I'm not saying where they're going. I thought you I, said they were going to win it. I've got a feeling they are, but well, so go on, then. Go, no, you said it. No, you said it. You've said it. No, you've said it. That's fine. England are going to win it. Fine. All right. Um, right, who should we talk about next? I think we'll have to pack up shop now after that call, won't we? That's the end of the <laughs> let's pod. Have, let's, have some, let's have something to cheer <laughs> us up. Let's have something to cheer us up. Let's, um, talk, let's talk about Italy. Italy, yeah. All right. Uh, right, key man. I mean, it's pretty obvious to go for to go for Parise, so only one of us can go for Parise. Are you going for Parise? You, you can have Parise if you want. Um, No, no. All right, go on then, go on then. Um, I'll, I'll take Parise. I don't even need to say anything more on that. The man just it, uses it, class. Yeah, it, it is Parise, isn't it? But I've gone for um, the South African-born flanker for Benetton and Italy, 26-year-old. This one's for uh, for David, 110 kg, <laughs> six foot four inches, Abraham Stern. Okay. Um, big lump of a player. And... Um, I think he'll Italy are going to need to. They're going to need to have like a number of carriers. Um, so I think he'll be. He's he's certainly sort of going to be a key player for them. and going to be getting a fair bit of game time. Cool. So when, just to clarify this for anyone who didn't recognise you, Abraham Stern is. We're talking about Bram Stein, are we? Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Ab- Abraham Stern is. Uh, his full name like, is Abraham. I, I'm sure it is. Um, yeah, so Bram Stain, as he's probably better known. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting choice. Um, I think 
again, yeah, look, obviously Parisa, we've we've kind of covered. I think that uh, Geraldine is always a player who, mm. he's again just has that level of experience. Is able to take a bit of that burden away from uh, away from Parise. It's going to be a difficult tournament for them. There's no, there's no denying that. What strengths? What kind of signs of encouragement are there for Italy, though? I mean, some of the club scenes have been, yeah. going, been going a lot better, haven't they? Oh, comfortable. They're, they're a lot more organised at club level, which will be feeding through to the, you know, to the international stage. They've got a good coaching setup, haven't they? Mm. You know, with uh, with Cat there as well. Um, I just, they just haven't got the. They haven't got the they haven't got the squad depth, have they? No, they Which haven't. Is, and that that's that leads nicely onto the weakness, isn't it? It's there. And they've lacked they've lacked ball carriers. Mm. Um, they've got a number of sort of players that can open up defences, but there's just too I few think, of them. I still think they miss a ten. Um, and they do I'm, miss. I'm not sure they've got. They a, do miss nine and ten, don't they? Yeah, you know, I don't think they've got that. Yeah, they haven't got the halfback combination that, that I think you that you need. need. In this they tournament. haven't settled on it yet. You know, yeah. I think I think Tommaso Allen's a. Is a decent player, and um, McKinley's another option at ten. You know, but then you know you look at scrum half, and they're like, well, they go back to Tito Dybaldi, who's been on the scene for quite a while. It's a, it's a really difficult one for them, and I think that that does hold them back a bit because you know often the pack can go well and and can keep them in yeah, games, they, but they they struggle to to create those. There's plenty of effort, haven't they? It's just the, it's the it's the structure, isn't mm. it? They've got they've got loads of sort of effort, and they have they managed to build some phases, haven't they, over the last yeah. few Six Nations? But it's yeah, it's the organisation that comes from nine and ten. They just lack. I think, unfortunately, they they're at a time now where other sides are getting much better as well. So you know, the the days of them and Scotland scrapping it out for the wooden spoon are gone because Scotland have improved drastically. And I think Italy are you know Italy are a better side than they were, but it's just not. You know, they haven't got that pool of players to to call upon. And yeah, I think you're right. The club side is definitely the club scene in particular. Benetton is is the reasons for encouragement, and one one to watch. I'd put down as um, Sebastian Negri. Now, oh yeah, yeah. Again, I think he's um, just one of those versatile players. Can play second row, can play in the in the back row. Going into what I think this would be his second his second Six Nations. Now he's an interesting he's an interesting player for me. Again, I think someone who. Has that has that presence around the field, and has the ability to take some of that burden away from away from Paris. So it gives them a ball carrying option, uh, and is obviously a, a good line out option as well. So yeah, I think he's one to watch. What I would love to be talking about is Matteo Minotti, the the injured fullback who yes. is that absolute class, the the real exciting player you'd be able to to look at and go, oh, you know, he can he can set a game alight. And it's a real shame he's injured because he is a, a properly classy operator. Yeah, do who, who um, do they got a, a win in them? That's a, that's a, are they going to shock anyone this year? No, I don't think they have. I don't think they have. I think it's going to be rock bottom, wooden spoon. I'm afraid. You? I think you're probably right. Sadly, yeah, mm. it's great, isn't it, when when the Italians get that win? Yeah, as long as it's not against us. But um, it, it could be it could be a difficult game for us. Second, yeah. you know, second up as well. So obviously, as the, game, as the as the tournament goes on, they pick up more injuries, and then you've got they they're, they're slightly weaker. Yeah. So um, yeah, that game for us, second weekend in, could be a tough one. It could be. Right. Who do you want to talk about next? We've still got Wales, France. Uh, sorry, Wales, Ireland, and Scotland to go. Should we go to Ireland? Let's go to Ireland. Key man. 
He-Man. I, <laughs> I mean, we've got you've got Murray, haven't you? You've got Sexton. You you can't go you can't go beyond sort of Sexton, really, can you? I don't think he is just so so good. Um, you just uh, yeah. looking at some of the the high, I was looking at some of the highlights reels of him again from um, over the last sort of twelve months, and you you go back to that drop goal. In in you know they were literally what three or four minutes into yeah. every time the phase played it was it was it was for one the the length on it yeah. was astonishing how his legs didn't it's just not the give first up. time you said that <laughs> <laughs> right. it, it was yeah it was an incredible kid yeah. right? his legs didn't give in just the, the, <laughs> the pressure that was on him yeah um, I got to move on from this now yeah. I'm like yeah Sexton. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. And that's in all seriousness, he is so crucial to what they do, and I just think he is everything. He's like the brain of that side. Um, everything is orchestrated through him. You know, I know he's like vice captain role with with Peter Omani, but really, he's as good as leading that side. You know, it's so many so many of the calls will go through him. He dictates how those backs play, and on top of all that. He's got, you know, he's got the outrageously good kicking game, great passing defense. game. He can unlock defenses. He plays what's in front. He is an absolute all-time great for me, Johnny Sexton. He is, he is an all-time great. And yeah, he's he's a he's a sublime player. And I do just think if he were to get injured, the island side doesn't look invincible, which at the moment it kind of does. So, but. They've got a good boy to come They've in. They've got a mate. I mean, Carberry is rapidly improving. They're different. They'd be different under him, but I do yeah. think they'd be able to adapt under him. So, it would be sad for Sexton, but it'd be quite exciting to see how they'd form. I, yeah, I mean, I put Dan Carberry as my one to watch in the hope that I think, you know, not necessarily the hope, but I think he's going to get a bit more game time, albeit off the bench, and he does have that ability late on in games, in particular, to. To go on his to go on his own, and you know he's got a rapid turn of pace, and he's a very exciting player to watch. He's very different. I think the move to Munster has done him the power of good because he's getting regular rugby, being the number one man there. Yeah. So yeah, they're definitely putting and a. They've got so much better. They have, and they oh, have. undoubtedly, and so I think I think Carberry is he's rapidly improving. It's just that level of drop. It's like if you were to go back to two thousand and three, and. Would England have won the World Cup if Wilkinson had got injured? Probably not. You know, I think it's just that level of that when you've got one player, particularly at ten, who is that good, that it's it's very hard to to back them up with anyone. You know, yeah, Paul, was, Paul, was, Paul Grayson stepping into that role, fine player that he was, is not the same as as yeah, having Wilkinson. It's world class and then class, isn't it? Yeah, it's and and everything built around Sexton. So I've no doubt that Joey Carberry will get better and better and. And we'll we'll take over that role, and who knows, maybe be as good as Sexton in the years to come. I just think at this moment in time, there would be a bit of a panic if Sexton got injured. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, have you got if you got one to watch, someone you want to add into the mix? I was say I'll go for Carberry. Um, well, Stockdale we mentioned last yeah. week, didn't we? I think you know it's difficult to to not mention him really, um, especially with with Sexton at ten, the cross mm. kicks. He's got he's got everything in his game, isn't yeah. he? He can open up. He can open up defences himself. His kicking game's good. Um, defensively, he just seems to be an all-rounder. So, um, 
yeah, he's certainly one to, to watch. Anyone else for you? For you? Uh, I think Jordan Lama again is a player who. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know how much rugby he's going to get, but he's one of those players that you, you get really excited about watching. He's kind of a player who's built mm. for the social media age. Do you know what I mean? It's the one where the outrageous offload or the the fantastic turn of pace, yeah. the step. You know, he's 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 a flair player to watch, and we'll have to hope that he gets some game time. Well, yeah, I hope from what perspective as as fans or rugby appreciators? Well, just just as you mentioned earlier, we we just don't want him against us. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's exactly. Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly what I um. Yeah, I. But we could well see him that. against us, couldn't we? The last game of the season, maybe a couple of injuries. Yeah. Well, Let's who knows? See. Yeah, and again, you know, he's gonna he's gonna feature. If he doesn't start, then. He'll feature off the bench. He's he too, too, we do want to see him because he's a great he's a great player to watch. And you've got to back yourself to beat the best you players, have, yeah. haven't you? You know, yeah. if you can't, then there's yeah. there's no point. And then we are built, and everyone's going to be building for the World Cup. Mm. Yeah, everyone wants to win, but still. And uh, that's why probably could be for Ireland in particular. If they did use Carberry, I'd be looking to potentially use him, um, in some of the big games, even yeah. though it might go against them in terms of the result. I think if you're looking for that World Cup, because a, a big part of Ireland, you can you if if Sexton gets injured, you can imagine the team dropping. Yeah, that's because it's yeah, like yeah. oh my god, our Messiah is yeah. out, and they've got to be like, hang on, we you know, we know this guy's good, but we can also win with this guy in a key game. So that would yeah. be that would be a cute management move, I think. Yeah, that's that's an but interesting. But when point. there's pound notes at stake, mm. and those calls going to be made, don't know. It's a difficult one, but yeah, you know, I, I I think you might be right. I think you could. See a situation where he's he's getting more game time in order to to ready him. What are there any weaknesses though? What what can you exploit on online? The, the only weakness I can think of is that reliance on Sexton, which we've which we've covered. Is there any other chinks in the armor that you think you could possibly expose? Yeah, it's very it's very difficult, isn't it? To you know to identify a weakness. Front row is just incredibly strong. They've got some 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 injury concerns now in the pack, haven't they? Um, the, the depth in there is amazing. Like you look at their is, you look at their locks. And it's absurd, you know. Any any side that Ty Byrne can't get near, you've got to be you've got to be talking about the the depth that you've got there. Because I've said before, I think I think Ty Byrne is a is a test lion in the waiting. But to not even be able to get in that side shows you the the level of depth that they've got. Yeah, it, it's it's not it's very very difficult, isn't it, to try and find unless you take out. Unless Sexton gets gets injured, um, I think there was a time potentially where you 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 know in the centres you could you could you could maybe yeah, maybe. Op- maybe open them up, but that's that's closed now. There's no there's no gate there. It's it's difficult. I, I think um, you know you gotta you gotta match them physically, haven't you? Which is a massive challenge. Yeah. You've got to hope that the ref is. is Do you know what I was going to say? That, that could be the one thing that. If the refs start pinging Ireland for flying in off their feet, yeah, which they do, like New Zealand do, and the best sides get away with it. I'm not trying to be too salty about this, but if they start getting penalised for that, it gives you, yeah, it, it, it becomes a different game. It does, yeah. A big part of it is going to come down to how they're ref, doesn't it? Um, and so that's got to go with you. And you know, then if you if you're in, you know, if you if you stay close to them, you've got a you've got a chance of of doing something. I do. They are they're very very structured, aren't they? Which makes them impossible, incredibly hard to p- to play against. Yeah. And their discipline is is just is just wonderful. Yeah. Um, 
But again, that discipline is helped by the ref. Um, I do still wonder whether, you know, with a very cute kicking game, mm. there could be um, an area there to an area Kick there to, to expose them. But if you get the kicking game wrong, yeah, they'll they'll run. Yeah, so cut you apart. they are. And the reason why we're we're, we're talking like this is because they are tops. That they're, they're well, are they the top side? You you, you I think they would say yes. I think they're the best side in the world at the moment. You know, yeah. I think it's, it is between them and New Zealand, and they've they've beaten them recently. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe that's slightly reactionary, but well, it's it's incredibly close, yeah. isn't it, between the between the two. So yeah. when you've got that, it's it's like when you're looking at how do you beat New Zealand, it's yeah, it's not easy. So no, it's not. Where are they finishing then? If you think England are going to win it, I don't. For the record, I think that Ireland go into this favourites, and I, I think Ireland will win next weekend, which. Puts England instantly on the back yeah. foot. Well, you're you're a you know you're a betting man, aren't you? And and the smart money would be on Ireland. It would be. But I just I want to go with someone someone right. different. Okay. I do think that they're, they're dangerous, um, and it does come down to that back row. But oh, I, so I, so yeah, keeping with that, I'll, I'll go I'll go Ireland second. Okay. Scotland. Let's do them next. Scotland. Okay. So what are we at? What are we on? We're key on man. Key man. I'm gonna go for. Um, uh, McAnally. Mm-hmm. Oh, good choice. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was converted, wasn't he, from the back row? They all are Scottish they hookers, are, aren't they? they? Yeah. <laughs> like, every single hooker they've ever had played in the back row. Didn't Ross Ford play in the back Ford row? Ross Ford was back row. Eight, yeah. eight or something. Yeah, they love that move. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they're doing it right, aren't they? He's he's good. Very, yeah. very good. Um, yeah, good line operator. Great round the park, obviously, with him being an ex-back rower. I like him. Mm. I like him a lot. And they're producing some good, they're producing some good twos. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, club-wise, they're going very well, Scotland, aren't they? So it's difficult to pick out one because they've got a few players. I've gone for WP now. I think it's Good big shout. to have him back and fit. And I love watching Scotland, as you Cornerstone know. Cornerstone like, there. Scot- yeah, Scotland are, my, Scotland are my second team for purely because I, I love the way they play. Like, it's just... It's so you let it's so caution to the wind. It's, it's really exciting to watch. But for all of that, I think that having someone as dependable as WP now back fit. I'm not sure he's he's fully hit the, the heights that he did beforehand. You know, I think he's 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 been kind of steady yeah. with his club form. But if if he comes back to back to his best, he's a really so reliable. This is the tournament he might get back there. I think so. I think so. If he get if he gets the nod at tight head, then I, I think he's got every chance of, of giving them that um that set piece stability that uh, you know that can that can keep them in games, and we all know what the backs are capable of. Yeah, one to watch. One to watch um, for me, Blackinghorn. Is he going to get any game time? Possibly not. Mm. Um, but he lovely player. Yeah, he's a love. He's a lovely player, isn't he? Um, I mentioned a couple. Yeah, right. yeah, I've got uh, Nick Grigg, Right, again. Yeah, he, powerful centre. Yeah, when he gets in game time, he's. I, I I really enjoy watching him. Yeah, he's uh, he's tiny. New Zealander, isn't he? Born, he's very very dangerous. A pocket rocket. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know whether we'll see him, but you know, it's it's hard to look beyond Finn Russell, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Finn Russell is the is the the really exciting one to watch. What I think couples them, I, I if I were Gregor Townsend, I'd be getting Dunbar straight back in that side because I think he is that fantastic foil to the other flair players in the back divisions, the Russells and the Hogs, and um, obviously he's probably Laidlaw doesn't fall into the flair. You, well, he, he's flair <laughs> for you. Flair. I mean, he, he's, he's everything not. for you. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> like his steady Eddie kicking style. Um, but then, yeah, you've got Maitland. 
if we were to see Kinghorn, um, Tommy Seymour, who's the other winger, Darcy Graham. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think that for all of those flair players, got having room a, for Kinghorn, haven't they? I don't, I don't think there is room for him. I think Hogg instantly starts fullback. Maitland definitely on one wing. And I think it's either then, I think Seymour on the other, or potentially, um, if you were to go for a left field candidate, I think it might be the um, Darcy Graham. Yeah. But, and again, yeah, they're really exciting players, but I think I think that axis between between Russell and Dunbar is quite key because he does give you those yards because you can't spin it every time you've got to there's, earn the right yeah. to go wide there's a, there's a stability yeah. that comes from him isn't yeah. it? that back line does need yeah and he can punch it he can punch it through defences yeah, as well he, you know he's not he's just a, yeah he can yeah he and carries doesn't he yeah I, I think he's I think he's a massively yeah. improved player yeah no, nine, nine's a big one for, for Scotland I think this year because um, the pack with with Nell yeah if they can if they can get their front row the packs have gone fairly well haven't they this year in club, you know, club yeah, 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 yeah. So if they're getting if they're getting some really good front football, I think the nine nine is going to be a big. Would you like to see more of Ali Price? I would like to see a bit more. Yeah, um, but that's that's just a key spot there. I think we know, you know, we know we know the way in which um, uh, the way in which ten is going to play. He isn't going to change, mm. but it's the nine. So let's 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 see how that goes. Okay. Yeah. Again, I, I think they'll go with. I think they'll go with Laidlaw as the, the kind of steady foil to, you know, to Russell's, um, you know, exuberant player. And you know, again, I think he's he slotted in really nicely over in France, and he's kind of he'll be learning from from playing over there as well. So yeah, I just I, think, I think he is the he is the one to watch, the exciting yeah. one. But I think yeah, you're right. Some of those, some of those steadier players around him are going to be are going to be quite key to Scotland. Um, weaknesses. Weaknesses is there is is basically form away from away from home. That yeah, for me, I, I don't think we can. I don't think we can go beyond that. They've got they've got two wins away from home over the last I think three years. Mm. I mean that's a that's a that's a poor record. Yeah, they have to sort that out. Can they do it this year? Can they address that? Yeah, it's they've a got as good a chance this year of they've addressing it than any other. Mm. Really, um, they know that they've got to do it. It's just a case of, 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 of trying now. The way the fixtures fall as well. So I think that the fixtures are quite kind to Scotland. So they've got Italy first up, which again, you know, you'd be, that's, that's the one you want to get off with a bang, isn't it? Then they've got Ireland. It's at home. That'd be a, which again is a big game. Really exciting game. Um, and they did them two years yeah. ago at home. They're bloody, for as much as they got trouble away, they are really hard They're to beat They're very, very difficult, yeah. Um, then they go away to France again. Who knows what yeah. France are going to be like at that point in time. Fourth week, they've got us at home. Um, but again, it's you know, three home games for them. And then away to away to England to finish. But it's it's a very kind fixture route. It's a good... You beat yeah, Italy. They've got some, then you've got your cup final against Ireland. Win that. They've got a momentum. Yeah, real they, momentum. Yeah. You know, I know it's a huge ask to beat Ireland, but at home, that's, at home. that's the time you're going to want it. Second game is perfect because you get the opportunity yeah. against Italy to iron out any um, any problems. You build some confidence and you go into that game with Ireland off the back of having a real hard game against England. So um, yeah, I think that's that's you know reasons for them to be encouraged. Where are they going to finish, though, Dan? I'm going. I'm going for fifth. Okay, interesting. Where are you going? Um, I'll do mine at the end because you've been doing them all okay. through so I'll do yeah. mine uh, when we finish let's let's finish on Wales before we uh, before we do that 
Okay. Key man. Sure, I haven't even looked at Wales. Okay. Well, you... Key... yeah, go on in. Okay. I, I think Key man's going to be Anscombe. Obviously, Alan Wynne Jones, Tipperick, etc., yeah. are, are the kind of players that that constantly perform. But I think this is this is the time now. Anscombe's kind of made that shirt his, and now is the opportunity to to go Stand out, back. cement it, and and prove that if Wales are going to be playing an expansive rugby, he has to be the 10. So I think he's going to be the key man for them. If he can get those outside backs ticking, then then I think we've got a really good chance. Um, one to watch. I mean, this, there's, there'll be no surprises that I'm going for Thomas Williams. He's just so exciting. I think he, he's he got such an opportunity because he's going to get the nod next week uh, with Gareth Davis out injured. And I think if he has a good game, you know, Gatlin's already been talking him up. Mm. I think he's one of those players who... He likes that. He likes to be. He likes the challenge. He's he's a very very exciting player. He's he's got a huge amount of self belief, and and I think he thrives off that. So, uh, yeah, I think we we could be witnessing something really special here. As you know, I'm a massive fan of his, so he is undoubtedly the one to watch for me. And I love that in a nine as well. You know, as you know, I I loved Reese Webb as a nine because he was so exciting, great service, and kicking game and all that. But his ability with ball in hand was made him such a threat so I'm going for Thomas Williams best off the bench or starting no starting well I, I the thing that Gareth Davis brings as we've mentioned a few times recently is because defence is so crucial his line speed is really really good and he he brings that he brings those intercept tries out of nowhere uh, he you know rattles defences so he is he is crucial if he's fit Jed does mm. he start does he start every every game for you I think Gareth. I think if he was fit now he would be starting but there is such a big opportunity with Thomas Williams that I think he's going to go out there and try and play and make himself undroppable. And that is he's going to start, really isn't he? He's, he's going to start. He's going to start. Yeah, with no Gareth Davis, he's, he's comfortably the, the number two, and I think he's he's been waiting for this, and he's he's going to be absolutely relishing it. So it's a good dilemma to have, considering you know we spent so much time carping about not being able to pick Webb. Um, but uh, you, you don't know. think there's any there's any chance then of him coming off the bench and Alid. Alid starting. No way. No, 100% Thomas Williams will start. 100%. Um, strengths, I think, you know, we talked about the, the strength and depth, but that's going to be tested now because there's lots of injuries. And so I, th- I think that that's the, that's the biggest flaw is, is that while we do have strength and depth, there's, there's still a lack of cover at eight. And I think if... Um, yeah, if we were to get any more injuries at nine, then you, you start to become a bit more exposed. But like with Scotland, there's such a big opportunity to to build momentum because of the way the fixtures fall. So, look, France is, is not an easy game to start with, but you'd be disappointed if you'd be disappointed if you don't win it. You have to think that yeah. way. That coming off the confidence, the form that Wales have at the moment, then you've got Italy. And admittedly, it's away, but. Yeah, you've, you've got to be. You've we'll got to go be in there confident again. You should do. Then it's England. That's our, our cup final that's, game, really. You know, that's, that's the big it. one. Beat England, then I think everything everything's on. It's a tough game away to Scotland, but but if we got three wins, you got three at wins. That point, yeah. And you, and Wales, it's weird how these like historical things can play out again. Wales have enough Grand Slams in recent times. If they go into that with three wins out of three. They'll be doing it one game at a time. They've got players in there who've experienced that. Alan Wynn won't be letting them get carried away. Go up there, they'll play out a hard game. Who knows? Scotland, I mean, Scotland might be might be in a similar position. Who knows? But 
and that's very very exciting and then it comes down to Ireland your last game so as you know I've, I've stuck a 10 on Wales to win the slam um, I was outside the bookies a couple, a couple of times this week and I didn't I didn't go in and do it but uh, I am going to put a couple of quid on interesting interesting um, alright then where, where do you where do you think they, they're going to they're going to finish well on this route I've I've picked where, where have I got Wales coming in now on so this so you must have Wales so I've got, in third so you've got third, England yeah. Ireland Wales, Wales France Scotland, Scotland Italy. Italy yeah. and I'm going to go I'm going to stick to my guns Wales God, you don't often go for Wales Wales Ireland Scotland England France Whoa. Italy <laughs> Here we go. Oh, I'd love it to finish that way. Um, I'm right. a nine now. <laughs> yeah, nine out of ten. Um, all right, time to pick our sides. Right. What have you gone for, Dan? Okay. Where do you want to start? Up front? Uh, yeah, let's start, let's start up front then. Okay. Um, for me, it's all Scarlet's front row. What about you? No. I've Tom got Francis? A, I've got Tom Francis, okay. yeah. Yeah, Tom Francis in there. Um, in this game against yeah. the French, is that just because it's going to be that much of a? I think yeah, we've we've got to we've got to get um, our front row never tends to perform massively, does it? And he is. Think about this though, right? Here's the counter argument: playing the, the Scarlets front row who know each play, other, know each other, are a, you know such a dependable unit. You play them, and they empty the tank for sixty minutes. Then off the bench, you bring. Nicky Smith, if he's if he's fit enough, if not, Win Jones, Elliot D, and Tom Francis off the bench. That's a really strong front row. So I'm going to flip that on his head. Yeah. And go for Francis. Mm. Nicky. Yeah. Okay. Right. You're yeah, going to the yeah, autumn. Yeah. The autumn and then. Row. Yeah. So then the Scarlets boys coming okay. on off the bench. Yeah. To take it up a level. All right. I mean, the the fact of the matter is, I'm quite happy with either of those. Yeah. But, but that would be what I'd go with. All right. Second row. Alan so, Wynn obviously picks himself. Yeah, Alan Wynn, and in this game, I thought Jake Ball had a. He isn't going to feature, I know, but is he definitely not? Well, I, I, yeah. You, I've he, stuck him on the bench here I, for me against France. Yeah. I. If I, he was fully fit, I'd start him. I would start him, yeah, and yeah. he played well on the weekend. He yeah, really he did. did carry a game. So I don't doesn't look like he's gonna be there. Yeah, Bench, I think, you know, Bench is a really good option for him, but Adam Beard, um, in this game, huge, yeah. huge man. Again, get some weight behind the front row. Let's let's do a job on him up front. Yeah, I've gone for Corey Hill purely because He's a dragon. No, player. not at all. Not I at know. All. Um <laughs> I've gone for him purely because Ball and Beard haven't played a lot, so yeah. Beard, you know, Beard has um, has had that recent scare. It's great that he's that he's going to be fit for the Six Nations. Ball has been out again with a long time, and it was great to see him back. That's why I've gone for him on the, the bench. I thought if he was if he had a bit more rugby, I'd have started him. But I, look, again, I've got no complaints with whoever whoever partners Alan Wynch. So, would you, if you could, go with Alan with Jones or Ball this game? If Ball was fully fit and available, yes, yeah. I would. But likewise, if Beard had had that amount of rugby I'd probably go with Beard but um, yeah it's a difficult one so that's why Corey's got the nod for me back row Tipperick has to start this is where we're going to have oh, here we're, we go. we're going to have some disagreements you've yeah. gone for Navidia 8 haven't you yeah I have yeah Navidia 8 
You've gone with... I've gone Moriarty. Moriarty. Uh, Tipperick is seven. We've, yeah. We're agreeing on there. Yeah. Six. Wainwright. I'm going in, in this game, I'm going Moriarty. Wainwright's on the bench. Mm. Why wouldn't you pick Moriarty at eight and Tipperick at six? Does it matter, T- in fact? Well, Tipperick at, Tipperick at seven. Yeah. Navidi. You've got Navidi at eight. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So why wouldn't you go Navidi at six and Moriarty at eight? I'd probably... I'd probably does it matter? Yeah, it, I'd, I'd, I'd move. Does it matter what number's on the back well, of the Well, yeah, that's... I. I um, I think I think we can move him around, but I just Moriarty. I just think is better when he's in that when he's in, when he's in that six role, mm. and he's just doing he's doing a job that he can he can do very very well. I just there's something about him at eight that that um, just doesn't sit sit quite right with me. And I, I think um, Navidi's Navidi's a cute player. He's he for me carries he's. Probably the most effective carrier out of that out of out of the back rows we've got. Um, Gives you a real turnover threat. He does, and we've got. I just I just want to simplify it for Moriarty. He, he hasn't had a massive amount of game time. Put him in at six, where he's comfortable, where he knows. Eight's a thinking a thinking position. Um, Navidi can do it, and um, leave leave Tipperick at seven. I think that's a really nice back row there. I got no, I got yeah. I, I wouldn't have a problem again if it was picked. I'd be surprised if we saw Navidi wearing eight on his back, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did feature in that in that back row. And again, I got I got no problems with that. Uh, but yeah, I've gone for Wainwright. Again, I think he is an out and out six. I think that's his his best role. Um, Tipperick and and Moriarty, I think that gives good balance. But again, I've no problems with. With if, yours either, um, you could go for a mental yeah. Thomas Young I know. mix as That's, well. If Thomas hadn't gone back, mm. he's obviously come out of the camp, isn't he? Yeah. To go back, could, would you would you go Thomas, Navidi I'm and, really excited. and Tibrick, can, like, I haven't seen enough of Thomas Young to really make a proper yeah. judgment. You know, I've seen that, I feel that way as you well. Know, I, I don't watch him week in, week out. I've seen him play in some of the European games. Um but I'm excited. You know, everyone raves about him. And I'm really excited. I hope he does get get an opportunity. And there's something I like about having two sevens. I do like twin fetches. You know, I like when when Pocock and Hooper first did it in the the 2015 World Cup. I thought I was, you know, it's just brilliant to see a back yeah. row with, with that in there. So you know, the game that I'd I'd I use always, it. Go on, England. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing against really the England boys, they know him. He knows them, yeah. and just doing would something. You with go, in that scenario, would you go? Young Tipperick Navidi, yeah, and then like, and just and literally, then maybe Corey Hiller, um, in the in the row as well, just to try or Turnbull or someone, just to really go. Right, we can have as many fetches as we can have in this side, and really put pressure on you. Well, I'd go. I definitely, I'd go with the th- three fetches in the back row. Mm. I just think we've got to be a little bit careful in the second row because they're going to be they're going to be massive, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's true. But I think, well, that's their weak- England's weakness. Let's hope is there's the back row, yeah. so let's target that in the Wales get in in Wales England. Yeah, and um, but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have a lump a lumpy second row, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, interesting. And we we certainly got that if everyone's fit into the backs. I'm going Thomas Williams and Gareth Anscombe. You're going Alan Davis and Dan Bigger, aren't you? I am. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Thomas on the bench to come off. Okay, he'll give you a call beforehand. 
say, Jed, thanks for all the talking me up. And look, I think, um, <laughs> yeah, I'd just be, I'd just be going, look, if we're, again, to go back to your point about building for the World Cup, if we're talking about playing expansive game, expansive brand of rugby, you've got to go for your most expansive halfbacks. I think it'd be too disruptive Out there to in move. France, Friday night, though. If we win that, Gatlin's already said we'll win it. Yeah. No, it's true, but why can't you win playing the, the way that you want to play, you know? I don't think, because it's a big game, you have to go ultra-conservative. I think, look, if, if after if after the first half we're struggling and we're you know they they've been able to target our halfbacks, bang, who better if, to come on and, and stabilise things? Damn bigger. If Anscombe's if Anscombe's ten, yeah. I would go with Tom, I'd, I'd keep I'd go with yeah. Thomas and Anscombe because you keep that that pairing. Yeah. Um, but I do for this game, I do want to see bigger at if they if they bigger pick, at ten if they pick Bastero as well. I don't know whether they will or not. But if they was to pick Bastereau, you always have an opportunity to take him on in the outside channels. He's only 30, by the way, Bastereau. I just can't believe that. Right? It feels like he's been around forever, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's, if he's that's the case, I think um, you, want, you, know, you want your most threatening backs. But is that not a case for bigger at, bigger at 10 than no. tackling? No. Go with your own strengths. Go with your own strengths and go, look, if we have, if we have enough ball, then we target, we target those... Uh, that outside centre channel. I don't know whether he's going to get picked or not, but I think that that's a that's a weakness I, you can expose. Anscombe could take you on for pace. Anscombe giving quick ball to whoever plays in the centre, um, probably Hadley Parks, but certainly John Fox. You know, will fancy an opportunity to to get that half yard and get the fend off. So no, I, I think I think you go attacking. I just think it's such a massive game, and with half penny out as well. Bigger kicking, bigger coming in. He won't. I love it though. He comes on close of the game. Mate. Bigger won't. You know, you start him. He mm. won't want to give up that shirt. No, He'll be right. absolutely livid about being on the bench if he is on the bench. Dan Bigger has to be on the bet. Has to finish on the uh, at the end of these games. I'd say, and he's done that role so well in the autumn that I like him coming on with fifteen minutes to go because you know you've got a man who who simply doesn't feel pressure. He thrives off it. I just think he'll. There's so much chat of him being this like key man now to come on fifteen minutes to go. He'll be any any time he sees that he'll be ripping up but he's that like piece a, of paper. But he's like a dog. Yeah, I know. But that's what you want. He's like a dog desperate to get off yeah, the but, lead. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But we want to let him go over in France, slot everything, and have the game of his life. He knows if he performs majestically, which he'd have to do in this game. He's then got a chance of keeping it. I just think it's the perfect game for bigger. Mm. Got it. it. It's massive game for him. It is. I, I mean, I'd like, like we said, I'd, I'd be going Anscombe, but we'll, we haven't got too long to, to find out yeah. what Gatlin will be doing. Um, right wings, North and jo- Adams for me. Yeah, Josh Adams. I really want to. I think this is the tournament for us to see Josh Adams. A you know, really good autumn, didn't he? Yeah, particularly the Australia game. Really good, didn't he? Uh, defensively. Yeah. You know, power, the power game. I want to see some tries now. Yeah. So yeah, definitely those two. Okay. Um, centres will come. We'll finish on fullbacks. It's potentially a bit of a contentious one. Centres, I think, with Scott Williams out, you go Parks and Parks shame, and Bayless. isn't it? Because it Williams is, is playing playing really well. Playing well, and he's it, got the X factor for me. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, but so, Parks has had a good couple of games. Yeah. And kind of rediscovered his form back at twelve. Uh, would you be going with that, or would you be tempted to go and walk in? No, I, for this game, yeah, Parks and Parks and Jonathan. Okay, fullback. You're well, going, you're going Anscombe, I'm going Anscombe, yeah. Okay. Anscombe over in France. Maisie runs. Yeah. Um, I'm, again, working on the basis that Sanjay's injured. Um, again, he might. I don't know whether he'll be back fit or not, but working yeah. on the basis that he is injured, I would go Hallam Amos. Oh, over in France. 
Yeah, Big well, call. What? I don't know why we're why we you know we're terrified of having fun. We've got a good record over there. We have, yeah. Um, I know we lost we lost two years ago in that absurd 150 minute scrum fest. Um, but that was a disrupted year with Howley as coach. One over there in 15. Um, one over there in 13. You know, yeah, I think we've got we've got a good enough record he's, against he's, them. Yeah, I mean I lo- I really like him. Yeah, I just that's a big call. I don't know. I, 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 likewise, I'd be happy with Joe Ames there as well. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, I would yeah. go Amos. Uh, yeah, I think I think Holmes would probably be the one that that, that is probably most likely, isn't it? If if Anscombe doesn't play that, but yeah. because of because it's quite difficult to pick between say Holmes and Anscombe, uh, Holmes and uh, um, Amos. That's mm. why I just think that he'll he'll just revert to. All right. Well, that, to... With that in mind, my bench would be Elliot D, Nicky Smith, if he's fit. Which I think he will be. Uh, yeah. Dylan Lewis. I've, hang on, I've left Francis out, haven't I? No, you're right. Sorry, I have to put Francis in there. Um, Ball, Navidi, and then Alec Davis, Dan Bigger, and uh, Owen Watkin. Yeah. So in your bench would be. Um, so you'd have D, then you would have Rob Evans. Yeah. Samson Lee, or would you bring Lewis off the bench? No, Lee, would you? In Sam- France. In France, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know it's, it's Lee. Yeah, and then who have you got coming off the bench if you were starting Beard? So if I'm starting Beard, I've got Ball. Okay. Um, Wainwright. Wainwright. For Navidi for you. Thomas Williams. Thomas Williams, yeah. Who's your... A bit, uh, so you're starting bigger, Anscombe. Do you need another 10 on the bench then if you're doing that? No, I think we're okay. So you would go... So we'll have Watkin. Yeah. And then and you've got another outside back. Probably Amos. Okay, interesting. Which is some nice, amazing options. Yeah. Right. Very different. It is very different. Right, let's very quickly wrap up by choosing uh this week's on the plane winner. Uh, make sure you head over to our um to our Twitter account at Attacking Scrum and have a click on the link there if you're thinking about heading out to Japan for the World Cup. Each week Dan and I have, have chosen a one player who's really advanced their claims and uh and got themselves into the into the uh, yeah on, onto yeah. the plane. Um, who are you going for this week? Well, Matthew, Matthew Armstrong on Twitter he called me out because I was talking about uh, Lloyd yeah. uh, when he was playing. So he was like, "I think that I think I know you're on the plane." He can't go Lloyd Williams. He's um, not even in the, the Six Nations squad. He's, he's fine in the plane. Though. Um, no, so yeah, I'm I'm not. Uh, yeah, Matthew, you're right. I would have had him, but um, Jed's called it. I can't have him. Right. So who you who, who are we going okay. with? Uh, are we well, going on club? I think we've got to just on based on this weekend. So club form, yeah. Mm, which is a difficult one because you, obviously you've got players who aren't yeah. in there on the squad. But with that in mind, because I'd be tempted to look at Owen Lane, who I think will yes. make it out there. Good shoot. So Joe. Owen Lane, but also I think Jake Ball put a massive shift. So I'm going to go for Jake Ball Jake for this Ball. week's on the plane. Winner. Happy with that. Okay. Um, right, that brings us to a conclusion. Six Nations is around the corner. Make sure, uh, yeah, make sure you carry on listening during that time. Let us know what you think as well. Leave us a review on iTunes if you can do, and let us know on Twitter at Attacking Scrum, Facebook. You can like our Facebook page or join the Facebook group, which is booming. More and more people joining that every week. That is simply called Wales Rugby Fans. Or you can follow us on Instagram. Do all of this, but on Instagram, uh, Wales Rugby was it Welsh Rugby Attacking Scrum. Uh, so yeah. yeah make sure you do all of that stay tuned over the next few weeks for what promises to be a Six Nations bonanza we'll chat to you next week thanks for listening